Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly roundup of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality. I'm Rim McAfee, producer and editor of this podcast. I'm Jay Bratt, a virtual reality YouTuber. I'm Adam Charlton, a VR software developer who also thinks licorice is the best candy on the planet. I'm Destiny Wheeler, entrepreneur and VR enthusiast. All right, and we're sitting here in VR, interacting as if we were really together in a room. So check out the YouTube channel if you'd like to see us and our lovely VR avatar faces. We run the podcast in three sections. Um, first, a VR gaming news section. Second, we're talking about sort of our experiences with games that are coming out right now. And for third, we'll be having a discussion section that is chosen by our patrons, patrons <laughs> over on Patreon. Um, this week, we'll be talking about how VR can sort of affect your quarantine experience. So like games you might want to play or um, for exercise, so on and so forth. So we'll start off with the news section. This week's news section is brought by nobody. We have no sponsors, but if you'd like to be a sponsor, please reach out, um, email me at rip McAfee at full dive podcast.com. That's R I P M C A F E at full dive podcast.com. We'll start the news section off with destiny. Go ahead. Hi, when okay. you're ready. So Bloomberg recently released an article providing some insights into the next Oculus quest. Mark German reported that Oculus is looking to release a product in the Oculus Quest line, along with some rumors of the technical details of the upcoming headset. He says some models in advanced testing are smaller, lighter, and have a faster image refresh rate for more realistic content. According to people familiar with the matter, these headsets also have redesigned controllers, said the people who asked not to be identified discussing unannounced products. The new headset is expected to be 10 to 15% smaller and with the possibly more plastic on the headbands along the lines of the Rift S. So one of Thank the things goodness. that I really liked about this was um, out of, sorry, hold on. I have some stuff wrote down. You'll have to edit that out. <laughs> okay. I think what really stood out to me for me and this was the weight issue that has been an issue with me since I had my headset proper adjustment does go a long way but even then you still feel like it's pretty heavy like I almost feel like some kind of counterweight would help balance that mm -hmm. and so you're saying maybe the the additional plastic on the on the headset so it's going to help counterweight that on the front I think so because I notice people who have like a Rift S don't seem to have that issue as much as people with a Quest. Like I feel like all the weights up front. Mm -hmm. yeah, the, I've had, I've owned a Quest and a Rift S and a bunch of others. So the Quest, it's like the old phone VR headsets. Like all of the weight literally sits on your cheekbones. It doesn't yeah. sit anywhere else it doesn't the strap barely helps it is extremely uncomfortable surprisingly for such a new headset so this is super exciting to me because that was one of the main reasons i wasn't that excited about mine it it just was so uncomfortable especially if you're used to a psvr or a rift s it's night and day different mm -hmm. you're mentioning that the like for example the playstation the playstation vr headset when it came out was really well known for being too heavy it was kind of like bashed for that at the start, but 
as headsets have come out, we've realized that that's sort of the way you want to go. It's okay to have some weight so long as you have it on the front and the back. Because what matters right. is that sort of like, I don't know, I'm using a rip desk myself, so I don't know if it's tracking what's going on behind my head too well. But, you know, that... Uh, you want that sort of balance because then you don't have too much pressure on one side of your head, either the front or the back. And exactly. the Quest is just like, yeah, it's it's like a phone headset. It's just all the way strapped to your face and then just bands going around the back. It, it, I'm pretty excited to see what they're doing here with, you know, sure, we want to see it decreased weight, but the decreased weight isn't going to matter <laughs> if they don't push, if they don't freaking balance the headset. Exactly. Exactly. Really but it doesn't cool. even sounds like they're trying to compromise anything. It sounds like, in fact, they're even trying to make it even better with a higher refresh rate for better graphics. So it sounds like they're trying to they're trying to do everything at once. Like they're not taking a break to try and you know balance the headset. They're trying to make it better and maybe hopefully balance it as well. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine they're just gonna say this is like a new quest. I kind of wonder if they're going to call this like a quest pro or something. Oh. Although in the, if you look at Oculus's history with like the Rift S, they never said the Rift S was an upgrade from the Rift CV one. They said this was like an improved model where the refresh rate actually dropped in the headset. The design totally changed. Maybe that's something they're considering to do. I don't know. I'm just speculating, but I'm curious, is this going to be a replacement better one or is this going to be a pro edition? Cause for it to have a better refresh rate, it's hard for me to imagine. Maybe you can illuminate here as a developer. It's hard for me to imagine and they're not upgrading some of the internals to make that happen because they they stuck with the 72 refresh rate in the first place because they didn't think they could get anything better basically with the hardware they were using yeah i'm a software guy that's a, that sounds like a hardware problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't think i've heard any special news because i'm i think they use snapdragon um 835 for, was the question. yeah and i don't think there's been too much advancement in that area since the quest came out it really didn't come out that long ago well exactly so, i was about to say the same thing yeah so that maybe they've just done some more optimization under the hood i don't know i mean to be to me just a headband on the back would be like a that's a <laughs> huge selling point for me like have it be a rift s <laughs> but by exactly itself. have you ever seen the mods that people do where i yes. know especially using the htc um like the bands and everything they'll mix that and it's so cool i'm so jealous it looks so much more comfortable <laughs> the price yep. of the deluxe audio strap is what you're talking about the prices went up on those because of the quest and how many people started swapping them out wow. they're actually exactly. hard to find now yeah mm -hmm. all right on to our second news piece adam sure so the second news piece is actually about psvr which we were talking about but playstation europe released a launch trailer for gorn on ps4 now, Gorn has been on PC for nearly a year now, but this is really exciting that PSVR is getting access to this, well, one of the VR classics. Mm -hmm. We would um, we mentioned it on, so while this is going to be the first podcast you guys are seeing, we did do a dry run a week ago. And during that dry run, we we kind of touched on this, and maybe I'll touch on it again here. There's a lot of games for that are being ported to PlayStation VR, and this is just sort of the, the newest one in a line of them. It's pretty crazy we got uh we got like what is it uh walking dead i believe mm -hmm. um uh, vader Mortal. series vader series there's a lot of stuff <laughs> i i don't say too much on top of that myself maybe jay uh, would better remember it but um you know i've owned a playstation vr headset and when i 
got it that one thing i remembered was just this like divide between what the playstation um user base gets and what the pc user base gets yeah, heck even quest is had a little bit better overlap between pc and their own market um so it's i i'm glad to see that a lot of these games are now going to be like on all the vr platforms that's that's really a step in a good direction yeah, I know it's been something highly anticipated with PlayStation VR, and it's something that the devs have been very honest about. They're like, we're not really very good at coding. This isn't really our thing. So they kept saying it would come to PlayStation VR, but they had no idea how long it would take. So to suddenly get news, we're getting it and we're getting it this month was, I think, huge for the PSVR community. And just like you said, where the Quest even had more overlap. The one thing about the Quest, though, like when I own a Quest, all those games, they don't hardly go on sale and they're all very expensive. So I'm interested to see mm-hmm. is Gorn going to release at the same price point on pc on psvr or are they going to try to up the price a little bit i'm curious to see what happens there Mm -hmm. i don't remember if what the cut playstation takes i think it's more than steam because steam takes a 30 percent cut if i remember correctly um yeah it's something significant (laughs) yeah and i think playstation takes like 40 i'm could be totally off base that's like vague memory Um, ouch so uh, we might see a higher price tag. Well, it depends. Maybe again, maybe I'm off base. All right, moving on to our third news piece. Jay, you got this one. Oh yeah. And so on the subject of PSVR, we are pleased to announce this came out on Twitter. Marvel's Iron Man VR is finally going to release on July 3rd, one day after my birthday, one day too late. So <laughs> we got to look forward to more news of coming about that. It's very exciting news to the PSVR community. This was one of the most highly anticipated games of 2020. It's already been delayed not once, but twice <laughs> from its original launch date. It was originally February 28th, and they said, okay, we're going to launch it May 15th. Then May 15th, they said indefinitely because of COVID and every issue that it was causing, they had no idea when this was coming. So am I excited that it's July 3rd? Yes. Do I absolutely trust them that it's really going to come out then? <laughs> uh, I'm a little reserved, but I'm right. hopeful. One of the big mm-hmm. things about this game, for those of you who don't know here, obviously PSVR tracking is 180 degrees. People get really frustrated about that. They designed this with predictive algorithms in the game that are supposedly going to give the user a 360 degree experience. So when you're Iron Man, you're flying around the air, you're not really supposed to have to worry about what way you're facing, which way your arms are. It's supposed to give you all kinds of freedom. So that was the biggest reason. I just want to play this immediately, turn away from the camera and start playing and see what happens. That's what I'm waiting for. Now, that really seems interesting because... I mean, there's only so much you can do with software, though, like unless you have the actual hardware, which PlayStation sounds like, I I mean, it is a 180 degree tracking, but I'm really curious to see how they're going to really do with it if it's actually 360 tracking or not. But that sounds like quite a feat. Yeah. That's that's what everyone wants to. And people who have tried it in demos said so far, it does seem like they said they were really able to kind of forget what way they were facing and it still worked. So I don't know what kind of voodoo this is that's in playstation <laughs> vr yeah whoa <laughs> that's I, I can't even begin to imagine how they're doing that that's and great. honestly this could be the beginning of something really powerful because a lot of the limitations of playstation vr is that it is 180 degree tracking versus a lot of the other headsets 360 degrees but if they nail yeah. this it could open the door for a lot of different VR games to implement something similar and port over to PlayStation VR, even with that, even with their current hardware. Right. This is also a pretty good sign for 
like uh, one of the, one of the big issues with a lot of VR games right now is we don't have a lot of big developers tackling this. And while a lot of the sort of movie based games are gamers tend to understand that movie-based games aren't going to be good. That's just <laughs> sort of how they are. And that's okay. And maybe I'm expecting this one to be the same. Like, it'll be fun, but will it It will it be writing a lot on just its IP to, like, make sales? Probably. That's typically how it goes. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. But even though I'm expecting it to be a little bit of a cash grab, this is in VR. VR's, like not a cash grab territory right now <laughs> that's a pretty good sign for it in in the first place also by having those games more people will want to buy like just vr games so on consoles you've got like fifa you've got um madden you've got all these games that are like sports or movies and while most of us like uh, we wouldn't really buy those games unless you're like already an avid fan of that series but a lot of kids and a lot of parents pick up those games. They're not entrenched in the news industry. They don't like know all the games that are coming out. They just go to like the storefront and they're like, oh yeah, that's a soccer game. I know that. I want to buy that. And that's what this can be. VR does not have a lot of titles like that. It's got weird, bizarre game titles. There's no like obvious, that's Halo. Everyone has Halo. And while i'm not expecting everyone to have iron man vr it's a recognizable brand and i think that'll do really good things for this industry all right moving on give me a second i have removed tab on this thing i've got pulled up all right sweet destiny got news piece number four Yes, so Half-Life Alex has reached over 1 million purchases. Reddit user, and I'm about to butcher this, RunesR2, noticed on Tuesday that according to Steam Spy, Half-Life Alex now has somewhere between 1 and 2 million owners. Steam Spy is a website that uses web API to collect data from Steam users' profiles, giving insights into the data for Steam games that Steam doesn't publish themselves. So for this one, this one's pretty exciting. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> one um, million owners. Yeah, Ooh. that's that is pretty it's intense, quite the especially for VR. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that is a big deal. Like, do we even know if any other VR game has hit that sort of Beat um, Saber? Uh, Beat Saber? Beat Saber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Beat March Saber. Beat Saber is a VR classic. <laughs> Beat Saber hit March of last year. Oh, go ahead. Finish Destiny. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, it's definitely giving them, you know, a run for their money. I don't really know if there's any other games that have came close. Mm -hmm. But Beat Saber hit the it difference... last year. Oh. <laughs> go. I'll go. I'll wait. <laughs> so the, the to me, the difference is that, like, Beat Saber is a classic. It's sort of this. Right. It's the last classic we've had in terms of, like, you see it out. Like, even VR, or even non-VR users that just kind of like browse YouTube or browse Reddit, you end up seeing a lot of Beat Saber. Half-Life Alex is the next game to have been able to do that. It's entered the public mind. A lot of people know about it, and a lot of people are buying this game. And even if it won't get as popular as Beat Saber, this is... Like, everyone can play Beat Saber. I'm almost not surprised that it's got as many downloads yes. as this. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like... like minecraft or tetris you know those have <laughs> those are like the most bot games ever but that's not 
those aren't niche games. Well, Minecraft is like a, maybe a touch more niche, but everyone played it. And Half-Life, Alex, this is this is more specific. A lot of people can enjoy this game because it's so good. Um, but it's still like, I don't know. Did, did you get what I'm trying to, are you picking yeah. up what I'm putting yes. down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Half-Life. Oh, go, Jay. Oh, I just I can't contain myself. I'm sorry. I am extremely <laughs> excited about this because this has huge and very far reaching implications for VR. The a couple of reasons. One, Beat Saber hit a million a year ago, but it was 20 bucks in early access and then it was 30 bucks out of early access. This is a $60 game that has been mm -hmm. out for how many months now and has sold a million copies. This means other big game developers are going to say, Wow, if we bring a well-known title into VR that people like and put a sequel in VR, we can actually make a ton of money off of it. So many developers looked at looked at Beat Saber and said, we don't have a game like that. We can't create something. You know, there were so many reasons not to get into it. But now they see, okay, a mainstream developer made this. A mainstream developer has tons of sales, has made tons of money by using a title that everybody already knew. I mean, this this opens all kinds of doors to all kinds of franchises coming into VR now that we didn't think we'd see for a long time. So I am super pumped about this news. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, now this is this is recorded from Steam Spy. I will like, but before we end this one, it is it's not Steam themselves saying there's been one million downloads, one million purchases, whatever. This is just there should be roughly over a million owners now of of um half-life alex based off of like data crawling websites so right. you know maybe take this news with a grain of salt but still those are big numbers regardless oh for sure and, and they're excited to purchasing it too <laughs> sure soon exactly it's real pretty yeah. soon well they should if, if they know what they're doing <laughs> all right adam you got the next one yes i do so this news piece is going to be really good news for all those people out there who are worried about your motion sickness and if it's preventing you from experiencing all that VR has to offer. Researchers from several different universities in both the US and Taiwan have found that haptic feedback from the VR headset itself can significantly reduce the amount of motion sickness you feel. So in this experiment, these researchers got a number of participants with a Vive Pro and they hooked up different uh, haptic feedback or haptic devices all over the headset, um, sat them down, and then took them around a, a virtual environment. Um, and when, that ha when they did that, they found that these haptic devices actually really, really reduced the amount of motion sickness that these participants feel. And so it could lead to, you know, with any luck, the findings from the study could lead to a lot more robust motion sickness preventing designs in the future for VR headsets. Mm -hmm. And I believe they were testing, um, they were testing for like, not just motion sickness. They were, they were testing for, um, immersion and, um, oh, what was it specifically? It was immersion and discomfort and, and discomfort. Right. Yes. So not only are people that like it, cause I mean, for, I think most VR users, you've already gotten your VR legs, you know, motion sickness, unless the game's poorly made is not something you worry about too much anymore. <laughs> Well, this is I, actually an interesting point that I was worried about too. Sorry to interrupt you there. No worries. But yeah, yeah, yeah. VR legs, like a lot of us gamers here, um, we've been in VR quite a bit. We're doing this whole podcast in VR. We sort of know our way around the VR environment. The interesting thing about this one though is that the participants 
couldn't change the way that they were moving. They had no control over the direction they were going and how fast or anything. And so it, it's almost like riding a roller coaster. And I find that when I'm in that situation in VR, mm-hmm. the uh, the motion sickness does the discomfort does get a lot more extreme. Uh, and so having it help with that sort of discomfort could be a really big deal. Yeah. You are right. That is that is a pretty <laughs> when I say a poorly made game, that typically is an example of it is the moment a VR game moves you without you providing input mm-hmm. that that's like an instant stomach curdle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> depending sure. on, you know, your uh, your your mileage may vary on that. But. Yeah, this is to me, this most reminds me as someone who doesn't really doesn't get a lot of VR motion sickness any uh, these days, and I'm really glad for people that do have motion sickness that this te- type of technology is coming out. But to me, this is like, like if you ever played just like Call of Duty or something, and the difference between playing with and without the rumble on a controller can be kind of night and day. Like it <laughs> added a, t- it was just such a simple thing, but them adding rumble to controllers and as it got as it's gotten more and more precise is such an added experience these days i actually i keep my xbox one controller plugged in so that when i'm playing games that support it it still rumbles <laughs> and i'll still feel <laughs> it on my desk and it's so great oh, <laughs> that's pretty creative yeah it's 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 neat and you know there's a lot you can like get like a like a vibration backpack and like there's a lot of ways people do it but yeah i believe jay's tried a lot of the haptic feedback stuff I I have I have a few things, but before I jump down that rabbit hole, what I'm curious, Destiny, you're probably the only one of us who still doesn't have a great set of VR legs. So, what do you think about this news? Actually, when I first read that, I was so excited because, yeah, not only for people, because I think that's going to be a huge turnoff for people getting into VR um, originally, because a lot of them don't understand that in most cases over time, you know, it generally does get a little bit better. But even for people like me who wear, um, especially with like the locomotion, like it can still be there then it's it's amazing. I hope they really do continue to look into that and that's something that a feature that they can add later on. I think it'll definitely help out. Mhm. So, something that's really interesting to me about all this, I actually have three sets of headphones uh mostly just for when I demo people in VR. So, the headphones that I love using, they're called Sony Pulse Elite headphones. They have a rumble pack in each side of the headphones and it's based off audio cues. It's not essentially actual haptics but what i've noticed for me i crank up that and then when there's an explosion or a gunshot in the game it just adds this little bit of immersion directly on your head that is so amazing for the gameplay value but they're over the ear cans they isolate out sound and with those vibrations people i've put in them that have any sort of proneness to motion sickness they get sick really fast with them on really I was always curious as to why. So I'm wondering, it says in this article that they put them on the headset and not necessarily on their ears, but I figured it had to do something with now you're actually shaking their inner ears basically on top of this motion sick environment and it made them way more sick. So the headphones (laughs) that I typically use for any noobs are the Riggs Plantronics 4VR because they specifically called it, they used an open ear design because they claimed that if someone has the ability to actually hear their surroundings outside of VR, it helps them maintain a better equilibrium inside and they won't get sick as quickly. Oh, that's interesting. I'm very curious. Yeah. Very curious about what this means uh, 
do I think that this is the end all be all? I don't know. But the thing that everyone seems to forget, do you know when the original Doom game came out back in the day, the original first person shoes, people got sick as hell playing that game. <laughs> playing it on a screen. I think I remember that, yeah. Tons I mean, of I wasn't, people. Yeah. I didn't play it, but <laughs> you heard <laughs> Tons about of it. People got motion sick. And so people think all oh, VR makes people sick. No one's ever going to play it. First person shooters used to do the same thing. The technology had to advance. The frame rates had to get better. It had to stop stuttering. We're going to see a lot coming, I think, in this way of how do we make people not get sick anymore? Uh, I think haptics are a part of it, but I think a big part that I've seen a lot of people trying to do, they think if the people's feet are moving, that'll help. So we have mm. VR treadmills, we have 3D rudders and all these things. This is the first time I've seen anyone try to experiment with anything actually on your head. And I'm mm -hmm. curious to see if this really continues to work or if they start to get too close to the ears, if this is going to mess people up further. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Right. Yeah, if they can get that working, it would definitely, like said, help new people or people who are still getting motion sickness. But not only that, but keep them in the game longer. Yep. So mm -hmm. it would be pretty beneficial all around. And I will yeah. say, I'd much prefer this rather than a treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, it's definitely, it seems like a way more affordable option um, or even like space saving option. Mm -hmm. See, I just want to be able to like all, all those like more sim games I have. Like I want to just be able to sit in my Elite Dangerous game and just like be boosting up my, my frame shift drive and bounce <laughs> through space like yes <laughs> with with some vibrations exactly. going on in my headset that's what i'm looking forward to mm -hmm. all right moving oh, on awesome. um for i believe our the last news piece yes our last news piece jay go ahead and wrap us up so this is a developer post that came out directly on reddit referencing what is going on this is about rec room finally getting ai for their creators to actually start using in their creations so the dev said we've seen so much positivity around the quests and community rooms that the ability to build experiences with ai has been let me go back <laughs> We've seen so much positivity around the quests and community rooms that the ability to build experiences with AI has consistently been one of our most requested features. Today, we're excited to announce that our first step in an ongoing journey to bring AI tools into Rec Room for everyone to use. It starts with the Golden Trophy Goblins and Jumbotron bots, but this is the beginning. You can look forward to many more AI features. So basically today, they said phase one of four has been released. Rec Room has added a framework to let creators add bots to their user-created activities. Creators can let people add bots to fight their custom-made rooms. Basically, let bots fight within their custom-made rooms. This was written kind of great. <laughs> or create completely <laughs> new activities like a laser tag horde mode where the players fight off waves of bots. And this is only phase one. So they're saying basically phases two through four and beyond are going to each add more complexity and customization to the game with a roadmap eventually leading to completely customizable AI creations, including what they look like, how they animate, the sounds they make, and much more. I think this is crazy. I mean, for now, yeah, this is just some bots that they already had and basically what's playing in there. But the implications of what this brings in the future of Rec Room to its creators, I think, is is huge. So does anyone else besides Jay play a lot of Rec Room? Just just to get a feel. Because I know Jay does play a lot of you Rec know, Room. No, I've always been meaning to pick it up. <laughs> you haven't played it? Oh, man. So, so for those unfamiliar, um, Rec Room is a social space, kind of like VR chat. Um, but it's a little bit more focused on like being able to do activities. So it's a lot of um, a lot of activities made by both the developers of Rec Room and by the community, and you you just it, it's sort of a a bit of a 
sandbox, if you will, but a social VR sandbox. So in that context, AI available to those uh, like room makers, I, I'm not super familiar with the terms, but AI for those people means they can do a lot more. It's not just static stuff in rooms. It's not just that you can add like rules and do things for player to player, but giving players some opportunities that don't require another person is a lot, especially if you're familiar with games. You know, most <laughs> games don't require other people. And opening that up to a social space like this, I think it's pretty big. I don't play a ton of Rec Room myself, but even I, like, this gets me excited and makes me want to jump back in. <laughs> Adam, you still need to play it. <laughs> I, I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. Yeah, yeah. We're we're we'll, all we'll four for one together because yes. there's there's three person quests. There's four person quests. There's dodgeball. It's like six people. There's disc golf. There's paintball. There's so many different things to do. So many activities. If you out there haven't tried Rec Room yet, find a couple of friends before you go in. Because if you just jump into a lobby, you may end up with a whole bunch of people you don't want to hang out with. Find a few friends that have it. It's free to play across flat screens. It's across iOS. It's Every virtual reality headset can play Rec Room. Get some friends and try it out. It is really cool with your friends. Mm -hmm. All right. With that, we're going to move on to the next section. This is the games we're playing. So it's hopefully new games, but sometimes we're revisiting some oldies. But first, a message from our sponsors. But that's right. We have no sponsors. But if you would like to be our sponsor, please reach out. Rip McAfee at FullDivePodcast.com. All right, now that that's out of the way, we've got a couple games to talk about. Um, first one, War Dust. This came yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> this sorry came about out. that. Oh, no yeah. worries. <laughs> I'll I, stop I interrupting get... you here, Rip. Go <laughs> no, ahead. no, it's it's fine. Try to be quiet. Yeah. Just, just want to you know give him a little bit. So I believe War Dust came out like pretty much a week ago. I think at this point, um, maybe a touch longer. I forget what day exactly. And I, in hindsight, I should have written it down. But it's sort of a battlefield style game um, where you've it, it's like it's it's a bit of a mix between Pavlov, if you're familiar, and well, Battlefield, because there's no other VR game like it. It's 32 versus 32. There's vehicles. It's big action. It, pretty ambitious. They and, have a uh, lot of interesting ideas for it. And yes. <laughs> I got to say, after the game has some, it has some weirdness with it, but it's a weirdness <laughs> a that you almost grow to love after time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's got, um, it, it plays pretty well. I think it, well, first off it ran super smooth. Both of us had basically no problems. I think you did crash at the end, but that was after quite a bit of gameplay and it's certainly not that hard to like hop back in it actually has a really fast boot time which i was super surprised about um be, yeah, uh, having a game that has so much content it runs and just boots up amazingly quickly like i mm -hmm. don't know if you have this experience but for a game like pavlov it feels like you try and boot it up and you're just waiting there in vr yep. for it to come up for yes. like 10 minutes yeah. This game in War Dust, it's like, hey, I want to play War Dust. You click on it, boom, you're playing War Dust. <laughs> yeah. It's and for a game Onward. that, yeah, and for a game that can support up to 32, or I guess it's 64 players, 32 on each team, it runs incredibly well without any sort of stuttering or lag or anything. Mm -hmm. The maps were actually, the maps were big. They were like, I would say pretty. They weren't like the prettiest maps in the world, but they're 
I think they were pretty well made. They were not just far enough that there's like interesting battles happening in different places, but close enough that it didn't take too long to get to objectives. It, it was very conquest style. If you're familiar with the battlefield series and you the, like rarely a dull moment, super well-made maps in terms of like level design. I, I found like every place to be sort of interesting, which is a lot to say for a game of this scale. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's, there's a lot of issues like <laughs> as 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 fun as it was and it ran super smoothly in terms of game design oh boy i don't know where to get started <laughs> yeah don't get me wrong this game is janky really? like just like just to bring up one point that i think sort of i don't know like the game is fun don't get me wrong but it doesn't have a menu like once yeah. you start playing <laughs> you oh, can't wow. exit to the main menu <laughs> <laughs> if you can we could not find the button for it <laughs> that's between two people realistic. fairly familiar with vr yeah and so this game is i mean it's janky as all get out <laughs> like you you are flying through the air in weird ways there's weird physics collisions like a, a train that ran into a helicopter that just went you know <laughs> just skittering off into the air it is a janky game but it is one of the most fun vr experiences i've had yes. in, in a very long time yeah, yeah, I watched the trailer for it, and it definitely seemed like my kind of game that I would play. So I'm pretty excited to give it a try and let y'all know next week what yes. my feedback. We'll play was. it with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to have to play some. I'm excited. It's it's a lot of, like it's so much fun, but like it's the kind of like like Skyrim. It's a ton of fun, <laughs> but when it first released, there was a lot of jank. And to this day, <laughs> there's still a lot of jank. But it's still so fun and there's nothing else like it. And War Dust kind of is in that same little spot right now where like the mm -hmm. graphics are kind of bad. The like the helicopter looks like a big like rust bucket. <laughs> um, like don't look too closely at it. Oh, no. <laughs> but um and the oh man, the vehicle controls are <laughs> awful. <laughs> they are some of the worst but like but, but what other have... VR game? What other VR game lets you, as a soldier, just climb into any vehicle you see on the map? Right. Though? It was literally oh, Battlefield in the that sense that, really like, cool. you could like hop in a tank and hop in hop on a little ATV and hop in a helicopter. Yeah, and some it... of the most fun that we had was we hopped in a helicopter. One of us was flying, and then a bunch of other soldiers, including Rip, hopped in the helicopter, took control of the side guns. And we crashed into an objective and it felt like Blackhawk down a little bit where we're trying to fight around this helicopter trying to capture the control point. Because it was like it was it was down but not out. So I was able to so Adam was out of the helicopter because he'd been driving and he couldn't do that anymore. So he's like he's he's defending on foot and I have like a, a relatively okay position in the helicopter. Like I'm kind of like we're I'm crashed down, but I'm still pointing up and defending the position and we're just going ham on the enemy from that location. And it's so fun. And that's a, that's an experience you won't get. What is happening with my hand? Are you guys seeing this? You're good. You're good. <laughs> so is it like are online multiplayer with other vr people or is it only with like a friend that you're playing with other Straight vr people online uh yeah it's with other okay. vr people um, so it is kind of they like do that. add in bots to make a full 32 32 match right um, but we, we saw a significant amount of real life players oh okay mm -hmm. cool yeah right i mean i think on average though is at least 15 to 20 players um in like vr that's, that's pretty good 
it's pretty yeah. good for a VR community game, yeah. And I will say, for anyone that's thinking about picking it up, it is an incredible game. Just try and get through the first 20 minutes of learning why the game is so janky, and then it becomes <laughs> the best experience ever. <laughs> yes. Like, even it, even as bad as, like, the vehicle controls are, and, like, for example, your weapons and stuff, you, you have to, like, they're all click to grab, not hold to grab. And you're stuck with uh, controller-based movement, a bunch of weird stuff. The vehicles are like super strange to, to to learn, and once you do learn them, you're like, this could be way better. But they're still usable. They're not like it doesn't mean that you can't play the game. That they're so bad, they're just just really weird. <laughs> it has a lot of quirks. <laughs> yes. Which I don't know. I guess I kind of expect that going into a lot of VR games, especially newer ones. Mm-hmm. that shouldn't be the case but that's what we're still dealing with apparently is expected <laughs> right exactly really yeah <laughs> the thing that worries me about a title like this it sounds like it's probably really fun but a lot of times games that come out that are vr multiplayer only the first week you do have that great player base and then you go back in a month and is anyone still playing that's that's always my fear mm-hmm. We'll see. At least they have the bots, which a yes. lot of multiplayer games don't have. They just release. There's no like, there's no PVE, but player versus environment uh, functions. That it's just it relies on their multiplayer and their community base. And if the community leaves, then it's a dead game, and suddenly it's just not worth buying. This one, right. even once no one's playing it, or at least only once a couple people are playing it, I think you can still play it because it's got the It'll bots and it's still pretty fun. Yeah. And you can hop on with a friend and so long as you're on the same team, which was both very easy to set up and jank, but you'll have to play <laughs> to find out why that is. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, you still play with a friend, I think. Um, Definitely. It'll, it'll it becomes much, much better fun. with a friend. Yes. Because then like you can any experience game, the weirdness right. together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I definitely prefer to play with a friend for online multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. All right um moving on to the next one this is a game i think uh have you guys played project cars no i have not so i just now this has been out a while speaking of like oldies but goodies this is this is a game that's like it's project cars 2 actually i should preface it's um it's a racing sim that you like you can have a team that you join and you have different like you you for those familiar you can like start for example, you might start with like Formula 5, which is like the junior rookie series, and then work your way up to Formula 1. It doesn't actually have Formula 1, but same idea. And so there's a lot of like very realistic cars, all the tracks recreated, meticulous detail. And for anyone that has any love for cars, and even just people that like want like a really polished VR experience, you do need a controller or a wheel. You're, you're, these won't work anymore. But it's super polished it runs really well there there were a couple reviews on i think oculus that were um people saying they had issues but i think for the most part it's runs pretty well it's a lot of fun like it's gotten me more into racing than anything else. i've never been someone who likes racing much anyway and this was like so fun being like like only one only in vr do you realize like how low you are in these cars for example like (laughs) you have like a tiny little area to look over and when you're playing in 2d this like you know that's what it released on when you're just playing on a flat screen it's not nearly as immersive it 
it doesn't have that same feeling of speed doesn't have the same like everything i don't know i i I like could gush about it i don't want to spend too much time because i'm the only one who played it this time but super fun and if you want if you're looking especially for like people are new to vr and they're like worried about like what runs well what's like a polished game this is made by a big studio it's already a polished game before it was brought into vr and it's just all the better for being in vr would would recommend I have to check that one out too. That's one thing I haven't done yet is played any car in VR. So it's on my bucket mm-hmm. list. <laughs> one thing yeah, I, will... I have one question. So I have a relative that uh, is into a racing game like that. He's big into racing, but he uses a game called iRacer. Are you familiar with that game? Is that like the the iPhone one? <laughs> iRacing. No, it's a it's a PC based one, and it sounds like it hits a lot of the same points. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that supports vr as well although it doesn't maybe sound quite as polished a vr experience as maybe project cars is Mm -hmm. so one point you made that i was going to touch on uh i don't care about cockpit games i don't care about racing games yet in vr they are both just amazing the immersion that you have like it changes it so if you're like you've had vr but you never cared about cockpit games flat Give one a try. Get a demo of something. Yes. Give it a try. It's just such a game changer. I I didn't play Project Cars because I had a steering wheel for my PS4, but I played Dirt Rally. I played Drive Club. I played Gran Turismo. And again, these were all games I never would have touched flat, but I absolutely loved them in VR because it was actually like driving. I love driving. I was a dumb kid that did some racing that's in my past, <laughs> but I... <laughs> I love real driving. It's not the same as holding a controller and pressing two joysticks. When you have the wheel, the immersion is just insane. I bet. I don't have a wheel. I'm 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 just working with an Xbox controller and having a blast. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't imagine what yeah. the, how it'll be with the wheel. Gotta get the wheel. How does it's that crazy. affect the motion sickness? The wheel? Well, it's hard to say driving these days in cars because I get it so rarely. Does it do you think like people who get it, do you think that would affect them? Like, would they have a problem handling driving games? I they don't still think so. They still might, but one thing that a lot of VR games employ to help with motion sickness is some sort of a cage, whether it's a car, whether it's a Great. cockpit, or even like Windlands. If you turn the comfort mode on, it puts this like grid around you that stays oh, with that, you. Yeah. So that's right. supposed to help a lot. I'm not going to say they're not going to get sick, but they should be less likely to get sick. Yeah, uh, for how fast you're going and how much craziness is going on, I would actually say I didn't get any motion sickness, whether that's attributed to like just my experience in VR or not. I don't know. Right. But yeah, it, it definitely, I was going to say exactly what you said. It, it's, you see the car, therefore it's pretty hard to get motion sick. Right, cool. Okay, I'll have to check that out too and I'll let you know if <laughs> that gives you any motion sickness. You're our sickness yes. tester. Yeah, I'll so be the tester. Still <laughs> I'll give How it about five minutes. I know, right? <laughs> I'm cursed. All right. Who wants who wants to tackle the next game? Destiny, what games have you been playing this next week this last week? So one game that I've actually been diving into uh, more is National Geographic Wonder, or excuse me, Explorer VR. And yes, it's very different than my typical FPS games, (laughs) but um, it's actually super cool. So in this game, I don't know if any of y'all have ever even watched a trailer or a video about it, but um, 
So basically, when you you enter the game, it gives you two different sections. One is to explore Antarctica, and the other one is Mount Machu Picchu. And for the wow. Antarctica one, it's super awesome. Like when you um, first get into the world, they have you sit down in a canoe. And it's like you're paddling through, you know, the waters and like the snowy cliffs and all this. And you see all the cool like ocean life and penguins and all these different animals. And I was telling Rip about it. I don't know if it's just like a mind trick or what it is about paddling in that canoe. But I swear you can feel like cold air like rushing at you. (laughs) And it's a really cool experience. And once you get to land, you actually get to do a little bit of like rock climbing and, you know, setting up your camp. And if you do the Mount Machu Picchu one, you actually get to basically, it's more of a learning experience with that one. But basically, as you're visiting the different spots, um, they kind of tell you more about the history and they have you photograph, like you get a camera in the game and you have to photograph different little spots. But um It's really good for all ages, which is another bonus about it. But for anybody who's looking for that traveling, more realistic experience, I highly recommend it. Is this new? I haven't heard of it at all. Like, no, I totally um, yeah, it's so uh, it's been out, but the um, the second version of it, the Mount Machu Picchu one, that part is a newer adaptation to it. Originally, it was just the Antarctica one. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's been out for a little bit now, but totally worth it. It's funny. Our next section is that quarantine section. And now it's like, well, that feels somewhat relevant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes. Yeah, that could definitely fit there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, let me. I need to. I lost my place again. All right. Next one. Adam, you got something you want to talk about? Sure do. So. Um, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later in the quarantine section as well, but I've been playing a lot of box VR in my time this last week, uh, <laughs> over the course of quarantine, I maybe have, uh, put on a couple pounds and box VR is one of the fantastic VR fitness game that is helping me, uh, you know, uh, repent from that. <laughs> it's, it's helping me burn off those extra calories. Mm-hmm. So box VR um is a boxing game it it feels very similar to beat saber where it's very much a rhythm game notes are flying towards you and you have to hit them at the right times and in the right direction um but this game unlike beat saber is solely focused for exercise and so where Mm -hmm. in beat saber you might see your score in box vr you'll actually see how many calories you're burning in real time and overall as a fitness game it's it's an excellent experience so we touched on this one a little bit um, during that dry run episode that I was talking uh, about. Where the forgotten episode. <laughs> the forgotten episode. I'm keeping it on the backlog if like we miss a week or something. And maybe you guys listen to it. Maybe I'll put it for the Patreon listeners to get access to. Who knows? Um, but it's then he was like just sort of starting. So I'm so you said you were liking it then. But now that you've had like a week with it, you've been spending more time with it. How is it over time? Does it hold up? Is it like, because because it's it's designed. Uh, we'd mentioned that it's it's a game, but it's more of like a fitness thing that can be a game. Um, you know, it's fun like a game, but it's it's got like designed. You know, like you said, courses. 
um, that are like so many minutes long and it shows you like how many calories you burned. And while it's a lot of fun, it's more aimed towards trying to get fitter or at least stay in shape. Right. So I'd say the biggest difference is as opposed to something like Beat Saber is Beat Saber is a game that also happens to give you a workout. Box VR is gives you a workout, but it also happens to be fun. <laughs> yes. And so I'd say that's the biggest difference between the two. Like it, it is you, you play it because you want to work out and you're having fun while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And so like it is definitely it, it is definitely a commitment. It's something that you have to sort of will yourself to do because when you put on the, the VR headset, you, you know that it's going to be a little bit of an ordeal. <laughs> you're really going to get a workout from this. And, uh, you know, after playing it for another week, I, I'm enjoying it more because I actually have the stamina now to see more of the game. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I play that game as well. I've not been so good about it this past week, I will admit. But um, I, I, I've been playing that for a little bit now as well. And same, it's... You know, as you play more, you get to work out like I could barely do the seven minute one. Now I can do the 15 minute one. It's a lot of fun. You do get sweaty, but it's fortunately most of the workout is sort of in your upper torso um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like. um, So there's a lot of like muscle burning as opposed to, say, Beat Saber, which can have you like dripping sweat after like two expert songs. (laughs) Um, This one's a little bit slower of a burn, but still burning, I think, as many calories where you're not like going to just drip sweat immediately and like instantly ruin your headset for the next two hours. <laughs> Instead, it's it, you do sweat. But that'll happen. So maybe you'll want like a leather face cover or like some of like the detachable things. It's not the end of the world, though. Trust me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 super fun. I, I if you like we're going to mention the quarantine section, <laughs> if you need to <laughs> lose some weight, it might be a good good choice. So I don't really have cool that box... it lets you. Huh? Go ahead, you go. Are you sure? Okay, I really like that you mentioned that it lets you see your progress. So then that way, you know, for people who want to monitor that, it's a little bit more rewarding, and I mm-hmm. think it would keep them at it. So I haven't played Box VR yet because I was saving it to do on like a video on the channel, but I have it on my Vive port. And the other night, Nat, my wife, she was wanting to get some exercise, and I was like, "Well, why don't you try this? I haven't tried it, so I don't really know." She's played a good amount of VR. But I don't know, is it, does it seem like it's not super user friendly? Because she was kind of having a hard time navigating it. Like she kept ending up with the same song and like the same workout. (laughs) So what are your thoughts there? I didn't have trouble with it. I will admit, I don't, I don't think it struck me as like particularly non-intuitive. It wasn't, I mean, it's not like a gym where you walk in, you just don't know how to use any of the stuff there unless you've been to gyms before, right? Like it's not... I wouldn't say it's overly complex, but I mean, there's there's not like a tutorial or anything for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right, right. Like it didn't have a tutorial, but it did have like, I mean, it had like a menu selection in front of you and you had like classes and class of the day and um, you could like choose workouts based off time. I don't know. I, I guess I didn't have a problem with it, but I don't know. I play a lot of VR games, so. <laughs> well, I was interested because like I've heard, I've seen people say it has like 140 different songs or something. So I thought there'd be like yep. songs to choose from. And I don't know if it's been updated. I swore there was a tutorial she did. So I think there is one, but it was like you had this big menu in front of you and the tutorial was like this little button off to the right. So mm. there was like something there for her that showed her like how to do the punches. But she actually missed that first. She tried a song and then went back to the menu and saw the tutorial. So I just mm. thought 
looking at it, I thought maybe it's a little less polished than like other fitness games or like Beat Saber. It's maybe not quite as intuitive. But once she got in and started throwing punches, she did have a really good time. It just was a little less approachable for her. And since I hadn't played it, I couldn't explain it to her at all. Right. Right. I don't know. I I I wish I could be like, yeah, but it had some jankiness. <laughs> but I I I didn't I didn't see anything. Honestly, it was it seemed pretty well made to me. Like yeah, it, it ran super smoothly. Me. Yeah. Well, I will um, play it like and get back to like Beat Saber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um, I will say that if you don't, I I didn't. I don't think I did the tutorial either. I don't remember. Um, yeah, you don't. No, I did. I did do the tutorial, but even then, you gotta like, it. it there is a bit of like a, a learning curve, so to speak, in terms of like you really gotta punch the things that are coming at you, and you uppercuts and side swings have to be good uppercuts and side swings. If you like, kind of just like half uh, trying to avoid a word there. Um, <laughs> delicately slice yes it it you know there is a learning curve for that but it wasn't like it just told me that i was not doing it like well not not like unintuitive i don't think it's not slap box vr it's actual box vr <laughs> yes they want you yeah. to be for real <laughs> i like that all right. Um, Jay, you've been playing Gorn. So I've had Gorn for a bit, and this is actually definitely something that's probably more relevant now than ever because it's coming out on PSVR next week. But mm -hmm. I finally got into Gorn today, played it for a couple hours. And if you're looking for a fun game that's also a workout, Gorn is definitely surprisingly it. So it's basically a gladiator simulator. You're in this arena. Everything's exaggerated. It's all cartoony. It's all jokey. This isn't like Blade and Sorcery where you feel like you're actually killing people. This is a fun <laughs> way to go kill people. Uh, oh, geez. I had a great time playing it. The weapons have physics, which is interesting. So some of the weapons are two-handed, and you really have to swing these weapons right. to actually hit and hurt people. You have to really try... And so, yeah, you could probably get away with just doing slapping like the little weapons, but the big weapons, you're actually going to have to try hard and play. And it's just it sounds so violent. <laughs> it is. It is a very violent game, but in a cartoony way. Again, you cut someone's right. arm off and you laugh. You don't go, oh, gosh, what kind of person am I like Blade Sorcery? <laughs> I would definitely say if you're into that and you're of age to play a very violent game, I would highly recommend Gorn. It does look mm -hmm. like it's not super long they do keep adding content but i mean i played for i think i played for about an hour and a half maybe two hours and i was already up to the second of three different floors that you can go to to fight different enemies so there's not a huge amount of that but it's just fun and i got out and i looked at my watch and it said i'd done all these steps and burned all these calories so and i was sweaty i was quite sweaty it is a surprisingly fun game that is also a workout i did so play that game a while ago Orbis. It reminds you of Orbis? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> when you were talking about you really have to, like, swing it. Yeah. It reminds me of the sword. Oh. Like, yes, that he was not joking. That thing is a workout. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's surprisingly fun, though. So with Gorn, uh, you want to actually do the damage and you want to swing these weapons and you want to fight hard. So you don't realize that you're pushing yourself so much, but you definitely, disclaimer, 
make sure your PlayStation's clear. I even saw today <laughs> a post on VR to ER. Uh, someone had busted their hand against the wall. Oof. You got to be careful because you will yes. get into this game and you will forget where you are. And like you're fighting these big guys and you want to knock them across the arena onto these spike walls. So you just do this crazy swing and you hit something. You're going to hurt yourself or someone around you. So be safe with it. <laughs> yes. That, so Jay, I, w- I, I personally have played a lot of the psychopath simulator blade and sorcery. Yes. Um, <laughs> what, which of the two do you title. prefer? Oh man, I do really like Blade and Sorcery. I think it's really cool. It's it's got a lot more realism. It's got a lot more replay value. But I definitely would have to say Blade and Sorcery wins it. But Gorn is still worth experiencing, even if you played Blade and Sorcery, because it's so fun. It's so exaggerated. And and Blade and Sorcery, for some reason, when I play, I feel like I need to play it for a while. Gorn, you could pick up and play for a few rounds and and leave it, which that feels is great, cool especially. Good. Yeah, if you're trying to get some exercise, it's just great and it works really well. And I think PSVR players are going to be really excited to get it. One really weird thing about the game, though, something I've never seen in a VR game. The first movement style that it defaults to is a grab and pull method. Yeah, you yeah, you grab the world and pull yourself through it with your hands, which kind of gives you this bit of like, oh, well, if I feel like I'm running, it kind of works. But it just I couldn't feel good about it. I had to switch to my analog sticks. But I'm curious with PSVR not having analog sticks, are they only going to get the grab and pull method? Oh, oh no. <laughs> I don't know how they True. feel about that. It, I will. I, I sure hope not. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I don't I didn't quite understand what was going on with that grab. Like, I guess it's like running, but, you know, running, you have momentum grabbing and pulling you like the moment you've stopped, you also stop in the game and then you move and stop, move and stop. And it it's like yeah. it, it, it's super disorienting. It just <laughs> it feels is. stuttery when you try and move like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Sounds like and, it. I tried the first round that way because just to see is this like a better way to do it. But the problem was I was like holding the world with one hand because the guy would be coming at me with a sword and I'd like push the world back so he wouldn't miss <laughs> me. And then I'd pull the world back to me to swing in and hit him. And I just think I just punched my mic. Uh, <laughs> and it was really difficult. Like the minute I switched to joysticks, it was like, this is so much better. This is so much more fun. I can't recommend that weird pull method. Change it before you even get into the first round. Yeah. Or you're just going to be wishing you hadn't. Yeah, that's that was more or less my experience. And same, I would also put Blade and Run, Blade and Sorcery a, a, a bit above it. There's just you know, mods make the world run with those types of games. <laughs> so, um, mod, Blade and Sorcery way more replayability value, but Gorn's pretty fun. I wasn't like crazy about it because the the cartoony value or the I don't think is Blade and Sorcery on PSVR. I assume it's not. No, I don't believe yeah. it is. Mm-mm. If your if like Gorn is very fun and then and I think if you like lack those kinds of games 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 um it's 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 pretty sweet I do feel bad though because Blade and Sorcery to me is a good bit above um what Gorn is it just has more options and I don't know I I I really like (laughs) I really like Blade and Sorcery especially with the Jedi mods yeah so PSVR users Gorn can tide you over until you get <laughs> Blade yeah. Sorcery. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it does have a really great combat system. But like you you do get a workout. Like you'll feel winded <laughs> after a good session of Gorn. <laughs> All right. With that wrapping up the game section, we'll be moving on to the opinion section of the podcast. Again, this section is 
so we sort of look at suggestions from patrons um, over on a, uh, p- on the Patreon community and choose one for our podcast. Now, since this is the first one, technically this isn't chosen from anything. We just kind of came up with it. But as soon as discussions start rolling in, you can expect some shout outs and some interesting topics from the community. For this week, though, we have how virtual reality can affect our quarantined lives. So, like, how how can virtual reality help? Is it good for, like, what can be good for exercise? What can be good for social? Just kind of want to hear you guys, your guys' opinions. Anyone want to start? So, my favorite thing about it is the social aspect, for sure. And um, yes. I don't remember where I read it, but before I read somebody's opinion on VR, and it was kind of negative. They were saying that, I guess, with regular gaming, you are still open to the world, but with VR, you're, you know, you're closed off. And so, I don't think that's actually true, though, in this case, especially, like, um, during quarantine, I mean, in one aspect, that's true, but in the other aspect, I think this is the best time for it because then you can socialize, you can immerse yourself in other Mm -hmm. worlds safely. Yeah. I I think I agree that that my first instinct was to be like, yeah, get those fitness games. You're going to love those. But Mm -hmm. honestly, we're like, we have to be so alone during this quarantine thing and that's probably the thing that hurts people the most i i'm i was pretty fortunate that i was able to move in with my family for all this um but prior to that even with even with roommates it's just like you're stuck and you feel stuck a game just like just vr chat as weird as it is and it's a weird freaking game um or at least a lot of the people can be weird um or, or just go to rec room you'll have less weirdness um <laughs> they, <laughs> the, it's being able to interact with people on a level even if even with the headset strapped on even if it's virtual you know it is virtual reality it's gonna feel so much better than even just like discord it, it's so much nicer to be able to see someone interact with them make hand motions go do pl- exactly. like things and go to virtual places like I, big screen that's a huge yes. one right now and vr chat has like a room that's similar to that it, it, <laughs> totally you know, the, legal room totally legal <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally legal room with all the movies you could ever want totally acquired legally uh i know the articles you're talking about destiny and that was a big argument especially from nintendo of all people when vr gaming first started becoming big was well you're isolating yourself in the headset you're not spending time with people you're not playing with your family and there there was more truth to that than there is now. But right, the, the thing about turned. the thing that people don't know, the direction that VR is going, that at least Facebook is trying to take it, is they want you to sit down and watch the Super Bowl with your family from across the world in the right. same room. And they want you to have an avatar that's actually designed after you that looks like you. And you're really having experience. It feels like right now I feel like I'm sitting in a room with these three people having a podcast. I don't feel like I'm sitting alone in my studio. I totally feel like I'm here with them because of the movements and everything. So it really changes it. But another side to VR that I want to see that hasn't really expanded much beyond PSVR in PSVR, there's a game called Playroom that's free, where you the one person puts on the headset and they become a dragon, and everybody with dual shocks <laughs> yeah. in the room plays on the TV as these mice running from this dragon, and the dragon's trying to defeat them. Or there's another one where the person in the headset is inside of a gun turret, and the other three are these little robots fighting off hordes of 
of toys trying to attack the person. So not only can it be social in VR chat and rec room with other people, but it can even be a really great experience with each other in the room if they actually start making more games like this. So that's a side I'm really excited because in quarantine, when people love air quotes, love their family, you can get very sick of being with the same people all the time. So having experiences Mm -hmm. like that with VR, where you can actually play stuff together and bond, but it distracts you from having to just sit there. That's another great side of what it could be if we had more of that. So that's what I'm hoping to come so that the next time there's some crazy thing we're all stuck inside for, we can also play with each other in VR and not just the other people that have VR headsets around the world. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's funny to see other um, companies and people doing the same thing, because like I know recently in Fortnite, they had that big like concert where, you know, people got to interact. And it was funny because then I saw somebody in VR talking about that, you know, eventually more of that coming to VR. But I was like, yeah, we really already have that, though. You know, there's like, what is it, the (laughs) Oculus venues and all that stuff where you can see live shows now. You can experience that. And it would be cool to see it, you know, on bigger levels. But, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. I don't think people realize exactly to what extent you can really, truly socialize and feel like you're, you know, you're with other people and doing things. Mm-hmm. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, we, you know, we upload these in sections. So I'd recommend checking out our section talking over the new Oculus Quest. Uh, uh, um, there's sort of rumors, but they talk about like the Oculus Quest, what we're expecting with like the technical details. And that, that sort of plays into this once if the oculus quest can become cheaper and better and lighter and more comfortable i think a lot we'll be seeing way more of this kind of stuff more people will be in the social vr space and maybe that scares some people um (laughs) but to me that's super exciting and i think allows us to connect in a way that like facebook i don't think does at all exactly there was something I wanted to say on this as well, but I cannot remember. <laughs> Adam, you you have any suggestions? One interesting um, VR, it's not even a game. It's more of a VR experience that I'd recommend that I've been enjoying a lot over quarantine has actually been Google Earth. Hmm. Yes. I, yeah. I, I've heard, I've always, like, whenever I come across, like, here's the things you should have on your, 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 um, VR headset. I always hear Google Earth, and I never quite know why. So elaborate. If you have never experienced Google Earth VR, you need to immediately after this. <laughs> yes, okay. I have it too, and it is it's totally worth it. It's a lot of yeah. fun. Google Earth is huh. the closest I've ever come to, I'd say, a religious experience inside a video game. <laughs> <laughs> really, it is the surprising game changer. They're absolutely right. You, I can't believe you never tried it. Just, I just, I think of like even Street View and Google. Like, I, I picture it, and I'm like, I. Is it no. low fidelity? Is no, it like, no. It is no. just, it is so much better than you can imagine. <laughs> yes. Okay, I and guess I got to try Like it touring now. the museums. Like, yeah, you just, you just have to yeah. do it. <laughs> I have no and so one interesting aspect for me, especially during <laughs> quarantine. So I actually lived several years in Japan um, and it was absolutely mind blowing to be able to just, you know, pick up the world. Uh, you get a lot of motion controls uh, with the Googler, turn it around go straight into Japan and be able to look at the different apartments I lived in while I was in Japan. Oh, and it wow, felt like great. I was really there. It was okay, the most cool. incredible really cool. experience yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Right, when you put so, it that way, now that's like slightly <laughs> right. nostalgic. That sounds really cool. All right. All right. It's like, okay, right, I'm going to do it. it. 
<laughs> but even to places that you've never been. And honestly, it's not like you're going anywhere else during this quarantine right now. So you might as well go there virtually. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And just pick it up. It's like, hey, I want to go see the Vatican today. Oh, I want to go mm-hmm. to, you know, see the mountain ranges of Chile. Like it, it is absolutely incredible. Destiny, does, is this on, a, is Google Earth on the Quest? It is. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first ones that I bought. Huh. Wait, you so had to pay for is it? Is it free or is it? Yeah. Wait. I, what? I remember having to pay for it. Maybe it's free. I have two that I visit. The other one's called Wonderer or something. Maybe that's the one I paid for. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? It's very that's similar so. to Google Earth. Yeah. So the Google be. Earth experience, at least um, on Steam VR, is a completely free experience. Um, and so you really have no excuse for not trying it out. <laughs> I'm going to look that I'm up real sorry. quick. I'm very curious now. I'm curious too because I got my dad a quest and I told him we'll have to wait till you get a link to get on Google Earth because I just thought the Google Quest or I thought the quest couldn't power Google Earth was the problem. I didn't think that it ran just on the quest line. I thought you had to link. So I'm really curious if that works, if it's free, because if so, I know he's going to. That was the thing I showed him that actually even more so than Beat Saber sold him was Google Earth. Sam, I can't believe you haven't. I can't believe so, I haven't played it. I'm looking at the Google Earth VR um, store page for Oculus Quest, or no, not Oculus Quest, but just Oculus right now. And it does say that it's only available on Rift and Rift S. Also, yeah, I'm great. looking at my stuff now. It's an app called Wonder. That's what I have. Oh. But it is just problem. like Google Earth. Like, you can look it up. It's There's no difference. It's a 360 experience, and you travel and explore. But okay, you haven't so played people... Google Earth VR then apparently not so okay uh, I'm, not, I'm not the only uh, one yes so for people um who have quests and want something without having the link i would suggest the wonder app it's w-a-n-d-e-r i since i bought it a while ago i don't remember how much it costs but it is exactly like google earth um, or at least what i would think it would be like mm-hmm. um so definitely that's worth it but now that i know you said it's on steam and it's free it is on steam vr and it is free okay mm-hmm. then so yeah then for people with the link check out google earth okay so then next we have to get that too <laughs> <laughs> we have no excuse no nope. i showed my friend who used to live in france i let him go back and check out friends and he about started crying it's yeah oh, it's, it's, a, it's almost a it magical is, experience it is truly yeah an incredible experience almost anyone whenever i show people vr i always show them two different things and that is beat saber and google earth vr <laughs> and really? between those two they're sold on vr huh. oh yeah i i wow i did not i mean like i keep seeing it on the list like 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 i said but i i don't know i just pictured like the the low poly like kind of weirdness that Go- i remember google earth as i'm like i don't want to see that in vr <laughs> you you are part of the problem <laughs> you are part of the problem i am i am i suppose i am an exit i'm out that is an example of like seeing vr game footage going that looks like 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 it's got low textures or whatever and but in reality it's a ton of fun all right Right. This is one next... of the problems with VR in general, where it's hard to describe something unless you've actually experienced it. And that's one of the hardest things about getting people into VRs. They just don't understand until they've tried it. And, you know, mm-hmm. Google Earth is the exact same way, where it is just yeah. so powerful that when I, you know, spent a little while in it, when I first picked up my VR headset, I just had to sit down on my floor and just sort of absorb it. <laughs> and, and just it, wow. it was so powerful. <laughs> I'm trying to think of where I'd want to go. 
well I'll, I'll find out and i'll get and i'll get back to you guys on the on the next podcast i think again another oh, old goodie you. yeah and you it too Destiny. <laughs> yes <laughs> all right we all gotta try it out now all right with that i think i'm gonna wrap up this podcast we're now at an, uh, roughly an hour and 10 minutes depending on how long it took for me to get started i don't remember <laughs> so thank you for tuning in guys um we should have twitter and youtube and patreon links down in the description um as well as some well it doesn't matter at this point you're at the end of the podcast but there should be timestamps. um <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and check out all those resources uh the patreon subscription the way i've currently got it is five dollars a month hopefully that's pretty reasonable if you want to support this podcast i think that's i think that's it the first official podcast done (laughs) all right thanks for tuning in everybody we'll catch you next time bye 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 see ya